Guys, welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth. We got another phenomenal episode. Peyton's going to be joining us in a minute. But we have a lot to get into. Baseball is in the home stretch, headed towards the postseason. We got a bunch of football topics to get into. Week three, NBA, NHL starting up. We're going to cover all of that and more right here on the Cold Hard Truth. See, like I had said, I, we knew Peyton would be joining us in a second. We got all of us here. Boys, how you doing? Week three in the books. Or actually, we have one more game tonight, but pretty much in the books. Baseball in the home stretch. How you guys feeling? Uh, you, nobody. Any, anyone want to answer me? Anybody want to go? Uh, I'll no, go. Nobody's feeling good. I think nobody's that uh, why, why? aside from March, I think that this is one of the most entertaining uh, – times of the year within sports with football coming back and you know obviously we have baseball approaching the playoffs uh, and the other two sports just starting up so you kind of have a little bit of everything right now so I I think it's an enjoyable time Uh, maybe not for the average Jet fan like myself but uh, in general enjoyable yeah for sure I want to jump into the NFL though Um, first off I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins who are 3-0 now guys This team, I personally, I don't know if I'm the only one here, but I did not expect them to go in or not go into Buffalo. They were were home in in Miami, but just even beat the Buffalo Bills in general, especially after the butt punt in their own end zone when the punter kicked it into his own teammate's butt. Like that, that blew my mind. And for the the fact the Bills couldn't even win despite that happening, it was, that that game was crazy. But Peyton, your thoughts on that game? I mean, the Dolphins are 3-0 now. One of the only undefeated team left in the AFC. Can you guys hear me? Yes or no? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. All right. All right. Good. I was surprised. I was shocked. The game was weird. Very weird game. Uh, Josh Allen really didn't do that much. Honestly, it was mostly the Dolphins defense thing that has surprised me the most. Uh, realistically, Tua obviously has been playing great, but he didn't play out of this world. He didn't connect many passes. He, I think Tyreek only had 33 yards and they still came out with the win. He only so, threw 18 passes, dude. Only 18 yeah, in the entire game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird overall game. And I just Honestly, it's the Dolphins' defense and their all-around just ability to win a game. They're coached well. Their special teams plays well. Their defense plays well. Again, they're just an all-around team. They remind me of the Bengals last year when the Bengals heated up and everybody was kind of like, what makes this team so good? Obviously, you have Chase and Burrow, just like you have Hill and Tua, but there's a lot more to this Dolphins team that makes them a great team. So all-around just a great team yeah, too. And the signing of Teron Armstead, taking him from the Saints and getting that offensive tackle there, that was massive, too. Although I do want to go back on your point, though, because you said Josh Allen didn't do much. I mean, the guy did – he did he, he lost a fumble. Melvin Ingram they, – they strip-sacked him. Melvin Ingram recovered it. Outside of that, through no picks, he, he did throw 63 passes, 42 of 63, as opposed to Tua being 13 of 18, which to me was mind-boggling. So he threw 63 passes for 400 yards and two touchdowns. He had a pretty good game. 
It was just that Miami's defense overall, the, the, the major thing was they kept Stephon Diggs in check. Only seven catches for 74 yards, didn't do a whole lot. Coming off a game where he had three touchdowns, he didn't come into this game and play the lights out like we've seen him do in the first two weeks. So I think that was the key is of Xavier Howard really slowing him down and, and limiting the big playability of Stephon Diggs. That's what won them this game, in my opinion. But Jacob, again, Dolphins are 3-0. and You can't hate on him for it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us, including myself, before the season had to say that how good they'd be would depend on Tua. But I think they're kind of showing us now it might not really matter if he plays as uh, at an elite level because they're good enough across the board that he really just has to be at least above average, more more than what we thought, which I think we were all thinking that he had to really have a superstar year. But um, in general, like like you guys said, they're checking off almost every box. And I think the biggest one of all is that they didn't look phased against a Buffalo Bills team that should be better than them in a game that they should be valued as the underdog. And it just didn't seem that way. It seemed to be a very even game. It seemed like no matter how both teams played, even if more of that Josh Allen success panned out to more points, the Dolphins just were as good as them in that game and honestly might be throughout the year for all we know right now. No, 100%. Great points being made. Connor, I want to hear from you, though. Yeah, the uh, I was honestly pretty surprised that Tua was able to continue the game because I think it was in that the was, second yeah. quarter when he came no. out, not even like being able to stand up and no, because they, they no because they they called it a back injury. Yeah, that's what I was injury, I was at a back I mean, injury. Like, it's know. you know it's not like it's they just called it a back injury just so we get back in the game, dude. That was it. He was definitely was say, yeah, was no, Connor. No, Connor, saying, Connor, do you think he was concussed or no? I I really have a hard time doubting it. Exactly. So it was well, just no, a, when, when, again when you're stumbling like that, it's like he's walking out of a club after the night out of drinking. I mean, bro, he, he had he had he had one of the worst Bambi legs. Like he, his lights turned oh, out. God, like he, he was he gone. Stand. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he no, but you know, he was he was uh, able to make that big time throw to Waddle down the field. To uh, I think I think to set them up for the lead at the end of the game. And yep. Um. Yeah. And after the uh, after the punt off of. Uh, uh, Lyman's ass. They were they were lucky to escape with a victory. I don't, I just don't know how you like. I don't know how you escape. Like when Buffalo was given that opportunity, in my opinion, I was like, all right, this game. Like Buffalo gets those two points. They get the ball back. Josh is going to go down, get a field goal. The game is done. Bills are going to be three and zero. That's what I was expecting. The fact that Miami came out of that with a win, I was very impressed with. But Peyton, I know you had some things you wanted to get into with some rookie wide receivers. Bring up the points that you wanted to mention. I was just, I was just. We have Pittman, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Drake London all going off. Not necessarily yeah. going off at the same level. Amon Ra is definitely the top, but these USC wide receivers, as well as these Ohio State wide receivers with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, are just performing. And I was just wondering, from your guys' standpoint, what does USC and Ohio State as a program have to do with these guys performing at such a high level and making such a fast transition from college to the NFL? Jacob, you're, you're the Buckeye. You're the Buckeyes guy here. Give us your thoughts on Wilson and Olave. As you obviously, you know they were going to be talented. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was honestly more sure with these two more than even most, and I think that definitely a huge part of it has to be accountability that college programs are able to have over their players while they're there. I mean, we, we've talked about Ohio State specifically and said that if you lined up a team of just Ohio State guys. It would probably be one of the best teams in the league. I mean, there's guys in all across the board at every position. Um, USC, as of late, you know, a lot of these guys have kind of spurred it up. And it, it's interesting because a lot of times, for example, you know, when you had Darnold, remind me who, I, I can't, 
was it Pittman and Darnold together at USC, right? I believe, I believe, I believe yeah, yes, it was. It, it yes, was. it was. So I, I feel like a lot of times lately we've seen a lot of these tandems of receivers and quarterbacks come through college and both end up in the NFL. But the receivers seem to be the ones. And, of course, quarterbacks going to come with a lot more pressure and adjustments. But these receivers seem really adaptable. And I, I think that's probably because of the ev general evolution of the college game over the years. But uh, like you guys mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of guys now that trans just transpire so easily. And Garrett Wilson, too. Last point I'll make about him. Besides all the talent he has in the world, he's had no problem looking like a number one. I mean, he's come in and made it look like Corey Davis might not even be on the team next week. And that doesn't happen unless Garrett Wilson doesn't come in and completely, uh, you know, perform the way that he has. So it's really interesting what's going on. But Peyton, you pose the question. What are your thoughts? Because uh, you, you obviously you were thinking about it. So what do you think is the reasoning? I, I really don't know. I think these guys, it might just be, Amon Ross St. Brown seems to have an extreme chip on his shoulder. I think the USC, po the USC program as a general has just done a great, I think it was Pittman, then Amon Ra, then London. And all three of those guys have dominated on the NFL level. Just like Jacob said with Wilson, he's basically taken Elijah Moore right out of that number one receiver conversation just with his, just with his talent, just pure talent alone. Yes. With uh, Joe Flacco playing quarterback right now, with too. Joe, with, and, and then and yeah, then, of all people, it's not, and it's then not even Zach Wilson. Look, look, and the same thing with London's got Mariota throwing to him, and he's making yeah. it look like he's making it look like Pitts doesn't have, it isn't even out there. Pittman, granted, he didn't have a touchdown against KC, but Matt Ryan isn't throwing the ball to anybody but Michael Pittman. So mm -hmm. it's just and interesting. Mo, and Mo, Mo, hey, Mo Alleycox, Mo Alleycox, yeah. don't forget. Oh, and there's some kid, there's some kid tight end number eighty that was scoring a bunch of touchdowns yesterday. I don't remember his name, but still, yeah, in terms I. of in terms yeah. of in terms of pure target volume, it's crazy how much of a workload these rookies can take on. And I wonder if it's sustainable, I guess, is my main thing. But honestly, it just for me, it just shows how good of a program USC has become with their passing game. Ohio State's been Ohio State for a long time, but USC specifically and the receivers that they've been cranking out are it's just crazy how much volume these guys can take on at a young age. 100%. But I think we're seeing that a lot just in terms of receivers in general. I mean, you look at LSU pumping out Jefferson, Chase, and OBJ in the last, like, you know, like seven, eight years. They pumped out three different guys that have been, like, OBJ at his peak, phenomenal. Chase and Jefferson at their peaks, phenomenal. And not, Jefferson and Chase haven't even hit their peaks yet. So we don't even no. know what their what their best level is going to be. They've been in the league for, three, like, three. Jefferson th is a third year. Chase it's his second year. So... There are a lot of schools that are pumping out a lot of crazy good receivers. I just think that receivers, when they come into the NFL nowadays, they're just more ready for what the NFL demands of them, I feel like. And no matter the like – we're seeing it with Garrett Wilson. No matter the quarterback that is in, he has Joe. He has old-ass Joe Flacco in, who hasn't been Ravens Joe Flacco since, what, like, 26, like since 2016? Like, he hasn't been the Joe Flacco we, we knew as, like, growing up as, like, teenagers, young kids – he's working with a guy who should not be as good as he is. And Garrett Wilson still is managing to put up the numbers he's putting up right now. So I don't really, I can't pinpoint like one thing and say, okay, yo, this is what Ohio state does. This is what USC does. I think it's just that we see these receivers coming in and saying, you know what? I'm a dog. I'm that good. Give me a little, even if they can't dominate right away. Cause I'm Ross St. Brown didn't dominate the minute he got in the NFL. The no. last few, it was last season. We really started to see him pick up steam and now it's this year. And I said this on my other show that I do now with uh, Aiden Barrett, one of the buddies here at Quinnipiac. It's our, it's a football show mainly. And we talked about Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the top performers from week two when he had like, I think it was like 160 receiving yards and a touchdown. 
I think Amon Ross St. Brown, I genuinely believe this, has the potential to be a top 12, top 10 wide receiver in the next two to three years. That is how good I think Amon Ross St. Brown is right now with what he does with Jared Goff as his quarterback, who is, we, we can all agree Goff's not anything crazy. He's good, nothing crazy. Amon Ra has that kind of talent. But Connor, is there something specific, like Peyton said, that USC and Ohio State are doing that makes that is are pumping out such talented wide receivers at a young age? I just think that their mindset, you know, coming out of college is like so far ahead of where they are that they know what to do as soon as they get to the NFL. The one thing that I will say about Michael Pittman is I don't know if this whole, you know, like revolving door of quarterbacks is good for him because he had Phillip Rivers yeah. last year. Matt Ryan, what, 38 years old now, and he and he's gonna be out the door well, soon. He had Carson I, Wentz last year before yeah. after oh, the yeah, yeah. Still, still he had he had Rivers, Rivers, then he had Wentz. Yep, yeah. Rivers, Wentz, then yep. So I mean, yeah, I think that the Colts need to be, you know, more more stable when it comes to that. But um, you know, yeah, but I mean, between London catching for Mariota, Garrett Wilson playing with Joe Flacco the first three weeks of the year, we'll see what happens if uh, if uh uh, Zach Wilson's back this week um, against the Steelers on Sunday, but just like their mindset coming into the NFL helps them grow as players more than, you know, their like skill set at the time. And then they just learn from, you know, other like veteran receivers on the team. Facts. Yeah. Something else I want to talk about too. And I want you guys to jump in whenever you feel like, whenever you feel like you want to Lamar Jackson so far this year, playing in a contract year, I want to list out the numbers this guy's putting up so far because he's honestly been insanely impressive, and it's not that he hasn't been impressive in prior years, but so far what he's doing specifically in the passing game is truly remarkable, in my opinion, for only three games. For what, for what people often say about Lamar, oh, he's a running back, can't throw. So far he's thrown over 749 passing yards. He's completing 60, 63% of his passes, 10 passing touchdowns, two interceptions. He's rushed for two touchdowns, any I believe he has in, in the last two games, he's rushed for 119 and 107 yards respectively in each game. So yep. overall, he's been he's been phenomenal in these first three games. He's played the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Pats. So all three A he's almost gone to the entire AFC East at this point. But he's looked really, really good in a year where he's betting on himself. He wants the most guaranteed money of any player in NFL history, topping out Deshaun Watson, who got 230 million. This guy is really playing well. I think he's showing the Ravens, guys. Give me my damn money because if it wasn't for the defense, essentially just not knowing how to how to play back against Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, Lamar would have the Ravens at three and zero right now atop the AFC North. Oh, forget for forget forget Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. They couldn't cover Devonte Parker yesterday, bro. Come on now, that defense is horrendous. That's, that's true. It, yeah. has, it hasn't looked great. So that that's no. my point though is that without even with the defense looking the way it has, not fantastic so far. He has him at two and one, and it really should have been three and zero. Oh atop of the AFC North at this point, if they had beaten the Dolphins, he looked phenomenal. So the Ravens have to give him his money. I don't care what anybody says. He he should have gotten his money prior. After just in, in this small sample size of three games, if he maintains even a sliver of this, he needs to get his money. Guarante guaranteed money, whatever the hell he wants, throw it at him because he needs to get it. He is your franchise. He's your offense. It's, it's just, it's a matter of fact of the situation. Anybody got thoughts? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, was, I was thinking about this today, just throughout Lamar's career I see his stat line where he throws for like 220 yards but he ends up with like four or five like passing touchdowns which is which is crazy yeah. just it's, to see yeah. how you know like efficient he is in the red zone and how he needs to be able to make a, a big play when he needs to but yeah Tino yeah. definitely agree that he absolutely deserves his money he's just he's just proving what we kind of already all what everybody already knew is that he needs to get his money needs to get his contract Jacob give me your thoughts yeah, I mean, I, I think that what he's done this year more than every other year and the 
what will in the end probably give him that contract is he doesn't have to be a superb thrower of the football for two reasons. One, because he naturally isn't, and he has many other great talents. And two, because their offense isn't built that way. He just needs to trust himself to make make the throws that have to be made. And I think that's been the difference this year with the addition of also squeezing a couple extra throws in, whether it be between defenders or over defenders. If you notice, he's had at least a few passes in each game where he really led the receiver well, which is something that obviously the throws that he's usually made is like Andrews turns towards him in the middle right here. Slant, quick passes, but he's really led the defenders towards the sideline when they had to, towards wherever they had to be. So if he's going to do that, he'll get his money and he'll, and he'll stay where he is as you know, a top six or seven quarterback. It's really hard at the quarterback position. Top six or seven? Six or seven? I mean, he's up, just, I, I, I put him at like eight or seven. It's such a eight? stacked position, man. It's, I mean, Why, it can't, it's guys, too low guys, too high. guys, eight? Where? Who's above him? Kyler, I said six. All right, I like six. I don't. I guess I don't. I mean, I mean, geez, I know. Borderline top five. Think. I put him. Think about it. You have three guys off the bat in Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert that you know he's not better than. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting Herbert ahead of him. I don't know if I'm doing that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If I if you had my life on the line and I had to win a football game and you asked me which quarterback in the NFL are you taking right it's now? It's not about that. It's who who I, I rank. What? What is it about? I'm saying who's who's better. I think Justin Herbert yeah. is better. Okay, I have to win a game. Win a game right now, and I'm picking one guy in the league. I agree. He's he's it's Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. One two one two over Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay, and sorry. Uh, uh, I, yes, I'd put him over Rogers this year. I wouldn't put him over Mahomes. I, I'd put him – he's top five. All right, and that and like, again, I think there's a conversation to be had about Herbert and him. I think that's a good conversation. Burrows, Burrows I mean, out of this conference because of three games. I, I was going to say, last year, everybody would be saying Burrows above him. You know what I mean? I did. Like, we all did. Okay, fair Fine. enough. But for right for right this moment, this dude is Negative. electric. And I, and I give it credit. His defense has been terrible, so he's had to be a game buster, and he's had to kind of be the magic man and do everything. But he's done it. He's complete. He has completion percentage, third down conversions, rushing, passing, and I get that all. You know, he doesn't have many passing yards. Most of his touchdowns are short. Andrews is yeah, an but absolute touchdown interception ratio is phenomenal, which you're using exactly, never is. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Credit credit to Connor for saying this dude would run through the division because it seems like he's going to. He has a matchup against the Bills this week Sunday at one o'clock. So that's gonna again, be Matt if he take okay, if he if he if he beats Josh Allen in Buffalo, he's top five. Like you can't tell. You cannot tell oh, no, me this if he, guy's... if he goes in there against that defense, if Micah Hyde and Poyer are both back, because that was something we didn't mention. Micah Hyde in the Dolphins game, they were without Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Who are the I thought that Hyde was out for the year. He's out for the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Micah yeah. Hyde's done for the year? Yeah. Oh, sh- okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, so Jordan, if Jordan Poyer comes back, that's a massive loss for the Bills. But if Jordan Poyer comes back and Lamar, the Ravens still manage to go in there and Lamar plays well, okay, Peyton, I can see your point. Guys, that's guys, me. guys. Guys, what? I have a fantasy trade to report that I made, and I want your opinions. Okay, what is it? What, what, what is it? What is it? I traded away Najee Harris and Mike Williams for Mark Andrews and Jerry Judy. How do we feel? Oh, you won that trade. 100%. Oh, you and won I got that La- trade. I got Lamar, too. That's why I'm fighting for him so hard yeah. right now, because I literally love oh, the Lamar, guy. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I have Lamar in one of my leagues, too. I Listen, trust me. He's giving me, like, 30 points every single week. But I was just going to ask ahead, if you like the trade. I'll, I did no, I do. I listen. I hundred percent like the trade because I have Najee okay. Harris and he sucks. So, 
I think getting rid of him was a good sign as of right now because people might still trade. Like they, they would give up Mark Andrews for him. Whoever you traded, that was kind of dumb on their part for getting rid of him for Andrews, but uh, I digress. Anyway, now the next thing I wanted to get into, I know we're going to do a few more NFL things before we get into some baseball and some NBA, some hockey, all that stuff. Cowboys, Giants, guys. Tonight, the Giants have a chance to go 3-0 and remain unbeaten along with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East, be the only two undefeated teams left in the NFC. Connor, the Giants fan, I we talked about this before the show, before Peyton mm-hmm. even hopped in, and the answer yes. I got was kind of surprising. Connor, are the Giants remaining undefeated tonight? Because oh, I personally think 100% it. yes. Connor, I think why? so. Why? Why? I, I really hope that I'm wrong. <laughs> I think you are. I mean, you are wrong. But in my I, opinion, I don't think that they're going to win because of Daniel Jones's track record in primetime games. I'm serious. Like, I know that bad? the place is going to be rocking. Huge whiteout, eighty thousand people. Giants are two and zero for the first time in what feels like forever. Yeah, and they're we home. Like... I know. I know it's at home, but like we have to remember who is playing quarterback here. I mean, Daniel Jones hasn't been setting the world on fire. The Giants' defense has been stepping up and winning them games. Yeah, these past two games, and the Cowboys' well, I, defense I, I, is really good. Micah Parsons is going to be everywhere. Diggs is going to be everywhere. Uh, it's it's just it's it's really hard to see the Giants winning. Obviously, I want them to win, but do I think they will? No. I think they're going to win, Peyton. What, thoughts, Giants, Cowboys? I mean, I hope they win. Me too. Really bad, really bad for Cleveland. Yeah. I hope they win. I, I think know? they're. I think they. I will. think they'll win. I don't know. Like yeah. Cooper. What, what, who do, do we win, like? Who do we gonna... like more? Who do we like more in prime time? Cooper Rush in prime time or Daniel Jones? I mean, Daniel basically... Jones. And and we forget to mention Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup are both out tonight. That's oh, that's this is true. And Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari are back for the Giants. Yeah. Who are, the, D- who are, who are the Who are the DBs on the Giants? You have Bradbury and who? Who's the other guy? No, Bradbury's on the Eagles now. Who's yeah. on? Who's on the? Who's on the DBs on the Giants? Darnay Holmes and um, Allen Robinson's. I think I think he's hurt though. So, um, jeez. Well, maybe yeah, I don't know. McKinney's still there at safety though, right? Who is? McKinney. Xavier McKinney's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. there at safety. Yeah, yeah. He's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I like I like the I like the Giants. I like the Giants for three. You know. I see. I see a case where the where the Cowboys win, but I, I don't know. I don't really think it's like a definite. I don't see no, it. Yeah. I think Giants are going to be three and zero. I agree with you, Peyton Jacob. The fel- again, you're a Jets fan. Are you riding with your other New York team, or are you going to you know going over to Dallas? Who you got? Riding like, what do I want to happen, or what? Do I- <laughs> no, what do you? I'm saying, what do you think is going to happen? Like, are you going? Oh, well, like, are you going I mean, to- you got like- you got something else going on there, Jacob. I don't like the Cowboys very much at all. But I, I, and I do think the Giants win this game. I told Connor today, I think they grab a, uh, a 21 17, a 17 14 type that's win. That's what they're going to have to do to win. I agree. That's what, that's what's going to be. And I, I think, think they win it. I think, and I think MetLife is going to be absolutely crazy for that game tonight. It's going to exactly. be exactly 100%. 100%. Connor, I can't yeah, believe you picked against your Giants, no, bro. I mean, I, that's I don't nuts. You're the only to. one picking I've, against them. I know that's weird. Like it hurts my feelings, Shana. No, I'm believe me, I'm excited about the two and start, but I'm also a realist with the team, and I know who's behind center playing quarterback. Yeah, but Cooper for them. Rush is behind center. Dude. Yeah, stable with Dable. Right? Come on, that's what stable I'm saying. With Dable. That, dude, we posted that clip. A lot of points to win this game. Exactly. If they win tonight, great. If the defense if they plays, don't, we can say that I told yes. you so. Jacob's right. Jacob is right. What do you, well, Jacob? Say it again. I said if the defense plays well again, which they have, they'll win again. Yeah. 
Yeah, because exactly. because then then it's if they can force some turnovers, not even that, but just keep them. Like if the Cowboys end up getting in the red zone and the Giants are able to kind of hold them to field goals, stop them a few times in the red zone, the Giants will win this game because I don't think the Cowboys defense will specifically with Saquon Barkley. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop the run the way they did last year because Saquon is a dog. I know he had it. Eh, kind of game against the Panthers, but he went nuts against the Titans in week game. one. Primetime yeah. Saquon, baby. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. Come we get on. Saquon in primetime prime for the first time. Saquon ever done. What are you I'm saying? You're such a hater. What you, got the most, you got the most talented running back in the league, bar Christian McCaffrey, and you're like, what's he done? What's he what done? Ha- no, I don't know. Only. Put up 1,500 yards in his rookie. Yeah, but he's like, saying, Peyton, like he's saying time, in primetime specifically. I don't know I, what I, specifically I, he's done in primetime. I'm not a primetime Saquon. You don't even know what it's he's done. Okay, but either way, dude, it's Saquon prime Barkley. Primetime Saquon against play. Dallas. He's going to have a great game. Kadarius yeah. Tony matched up in man coverage. Kadarius Tony's hurt. He's not playing. So who are we, we throwing to? Richie, Richie, Richie James whatever. and Kenny Galladay. Uh, yeah, it might be a rough game. Uh, listen, I don't know. listen I, dude, it's worked for the first two games. It can work Round again. Round and with Barkley. Come on. The Panthers have a really The Panthers have a good defense, too. We saw it against the Saints. time. The Giants managed to beat them in week two. So uh, listen, the three of us are going. I, I feel like Connor's just doing this so he so like he doesn't jinx reverse psychology. Like he, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's reverse it psychology. He's just saying it so that so like they, Connor of the it, past would pick the Giants in a heartbeat, but now now I'm a realist. I don't know who that is. All right, fine, Connor. Say say whatever you want to say. That's fine. So we covered a few NFL topics. We're going to go over to baseball because I know Connor wanted to talk about this because there's only about ten what ten games left for each team in the season. Just about. The playoffs Just are around the corner. What when when do they start exactly? October fifth? October, I believe seventh like begins the wild. Okay, seventh. Yeah, all right. But, so um, playoffs are around the corner. Connor, baseball's coming to a close. Teams are wrapping up. Divisions are gonna get tight. You know, mm-hmm. who's gonna win these divisions? Mets Braves specifically. Tight. It's like what, a two game race. Braves what, this what's... weekend. Mets Braves this yeah. weekend in Atlanta with Hurricane Ian on the way, about to hit Georgia. Oh. So shout out Ian Spracklin. I, dude, I, I was I was just talking about it with him earlier, Peyton. What, Ian? Yeah, yeah, what I was just talking think, about the hurricane. What does he with think him of earlier. the hurricane? He's like, bro, they named it after me. That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but 100%. yeah, I mean, God, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets lined up Degrom, Scherzer, and Bassett against the Braves. So that's that's great. Tonight, the Yankees have a clinch or have have a chance to clinch against the Blue Jays in Toronto if they win yeah. tonight. Man, uh, fuck the Yankees. Your boy Judge still yeah. stuck on. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, still, I don't okay. know if Judge is. Uh, Judge is um, sort of like pressing a little yeah, bit. But, uh, man, fuck Judge, man. I don't so like him. He's 60 for, for a little bit. <laughs> Over there. What? Yeah, but Connor, Connor, the reason Judge is this, – this is why I think he hasn't hit one yet. He is more focused right now on shortening his swing, getting racking up these wins, locking the division up. Then he's going to go for the record. Because when he wants to, he can yeah. go get it. They're going to lock the division up, and he's going to get – dude, he has 10 more games to hit two home runs. Trust me, he's yeah. going to do it. He's got ten games. You're gonna I, tell me I can't hit. hit a homer. Two nothing, Yankees. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna tell me he can't. You're gonna tell me he can't hit two home runs in ten games. Game. The guys, hit like, dude, the guys hit like four, four of them in like three games a half the time this year. He can hit two in ten games. Trust me. I Judge just feel for done. the Maris family having to go from Boston or Baltimore, New York, Toronto, just to try and see this guy. Hit oh his yeah, home you running. feel for him. Well, listen, they're they're having they're having fun <laughs> watching their Yanks get some dubs. So come on, what are they gonna complain about? Um, and, and the Yanks have been playing better at this final stretch. They're getting healthy at the right time, I think. They've won their last 15 of 19. I know. I'm saying they've been on a good stretch recently because yeah. they weren't playing well in the month of that's August. Better, that's, better, that's better than good. That's pretty Yeah, better good. than good. Jacob, 
I need to ask you as the only other Yankee fan in this in, in, in this group right now. The Astros, can they beat them in the postseason if they go face them in the ALCS? Because we haven't been able to do it yet in the playoffs. Ken, is this the year the Yankees can beat them, finally? Is it the year? Well, guess what, Tino? They won't even have to see them because they're losing in the first round. To who? What? To the to the Mariners? The Guardians, uh, dude. Toronto or something. The Guardians Tampa. just won the division. The Guardians won the division before the season. They had a 7% chance to, according to Fangraphs. Wow. So, they clinched it. Wow, wait, they clinched it? Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Holy over. The oh, they, won the, they, they had a 7% chance, you're telling me. Yes. Wow. That's insane. By they the way, the Yankees game is Sorry, go, Jacob, say what, you were, say what you were saying. I'm sorry. I was just saying they were supposed to be rebuilding this year. Yeah, listen, they've had a good year, but I was going to give an update. The Yankees right now, bottom of the second, they're up 2 nothing on the Blue Jays. Kiner, like you said, Kiner Falefa just homered. Torres hit a sack fly, and uh, Judge Judge got a run in. So they're up 2 nothing in the bottom of the second. But realistically – Chase is back on, Tito. <laughs> what? The chase is back on. Hundred percent. No, dude. Listen, let me. Because I'm nervous about the Astros. I, I'm nervous about the Astros. Because, dude, there's no way they're losing to the Guardians. You know that, right? I know you're like, there's, you're, you don't believe, dude. Dude, don't even worry, bro. We won't see Houston until next August. You're bugging. You're bugging. I mean, out. dude, you're I don't bugging. know, Connor. Connor, from a non yet let me ask get out of Tampa Bay first. I don't, I don't know how you feel about the Rays, but, I mean, the Rays and Blue Jays are not going anywhere either. You mean right. in terms of who we play in the first round? Yeah, yeah you mean the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, listen, well, who, we did lose who would you, who would you, to the Rays. Who would, you, or two years who, who would you rather out of the Rays and the Blue Jays if you had to pick one? Well, technically, as of now, they could play any of the, the three. They could play yeah. either of those or Seattle. Um, yeah. Can you, can you I'd rank, rather have can you, Seattle out of the three, obviously, but. True. So it'd be Seattle. Okay. Seattle would Seattle be your pick for who you'd want in the first round? Yes, out of the three hundred percent. I don't want. Jacob, I don't want the Rays. About, I don't Jacob, want. Who do you want if you had to pick? I, I, I maybe, maybe I'm just you know a sicko. I don't know, but I, I just can't. I want back these. in Tampa, man. I, he I can't want it. Want he wants it. it. I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. Why would you want that? Embrace it. Embrace them coming. No, I don't want to embrace another. Listen that's a true. Me. That's a true Listen competitor. That's a competitor right there. That's what Listen it is. Me. You have to beat them. the best to be the best. You're gonna bring them to the stadium for the first two games, where you get to, you know, you get to line up however you want at home in a best of five. I, I, mm -hmm. I like our chances against Tampa. That was a big eye yeah, roll. I, the, the one team I don't want is Toronto. I don't want to see the Blue Jays yes. in the second round because yes. seeing the Blue Jays, that's the team I think could get us with Boba. Because um, but even. Go back to the Rays. Don't they have like the guy who's gonna win the Cy Young? I'm for, like McCl uh, McClanahan or McClanahan. Whoever, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yes. dude. I don't want to see him in the in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> I want to. I want to see him in the Bronx on a Tuesday night. He wants, he wants it. He wants it. I love it. I love it. On the mound. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Listen. I I respect. I, listen. Jacob wants the smoke. He's here for it. Yes. But Connor. Ask yeah, me a non-Yankees fan. I, okay, we're yes. going to go to your Mets in a second, obviously, because yeah. they're in a very, very tight race right now in the in the NL East. But in the AL East, realistically, in the AL in general, sorry for the playoffs. How do you kind of see it sh sh shaking out? Like whoever, no matter who's like seated where, who do you see getting to the ALCS? What two teams? ALCS. Um, I I really like Tampa Bay. Still, I don't know why. So? I just feel like 
they're they're fun they're so fundamentally sound their pitching is really good kevin cash knows how to manage their bullpen their lineup doesn't have a bunch of stars in it but they know how to get the job done and i, I, and I don't know how i can't pick houston either just yeah, with Verlander and Valdez and their rotation, their lineup. Dude, dude, you look at Lance McCullers, Jose Urquidy. Like, dude, they're they're yeah. stacked, and their and their bullpen's nasty too. Like, they're stacked, and they still got Bregman. They still got Yuri Gurriel. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a good team. Jordan Alvarez. Altuve. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not even mentioning they're probably their best player, but yeah, Jose Altuve, and defensively too. Altuve is a dog. What I was going to say though too about about the Rays, they don't have like a star necessarily, but in the postseason. They have a young star in Randy Rosarina who goes – dude, when, when, when October comes, the, the dude just hits – he hits the, the fucking switch. baseball. He's, the, the, yep. the switch flips and he hits the damn baseball. A Rosarina is so, so good in, in October. I th- that's, where I, that's where I'm saying I'd be scared for a guy like Garrett Cole to have to face him in the first inning when he's a player or a pitcher that will either strike out 14 damn uh, batters or – He'll give up three home runs in the top of the first inning, and we'll be down six nothing. So, I don't know. Like it, speaking it, it, of, only, yeah. Sorry. Spe- speaking of Garrett Cole, Jacob and Tino, do you guys trust him in in the postseason? No, hell no. Jacob, no. Jacob, let's hear it. Hell no. You, you know, Cole is <laughs> a touchy area, man. I, I, just, I don't trust him. Touchy subject. Only because I like you guys know better than anyone. I have such a tight leash with players, especially high-profile players, and I just feel like I give him chance after chance <laughs> after chance. And I, you have I don't to. You're here for another six, seven years. Right. Oh, right. no. Connor, don't get me started, bro. Oh, no. no but, but, that, but that aside, because, you know, it's it would, be a, it would be uneducated of us to sit here and say anything like bad or him sucking because he's still an above-average pitcher. All yeah. I'm saying is this playoffs is the one where there can't be excuses. If he has a good playoffs now, I think the up and downs can kind of be at least tainted a bit because, you know, he's about to set the strikeout record for the Yankees for a single season, which is phenomenal. His ERA is still decent enough. Um, so I think this year is kind of his prove-it year. I think based you have to start him game one. You, you don't pay someone that money to be your game two. You don't have a choice. So he starts game one, and he starts game five if it goes there, or if not, then the next, you know, so – He's gonna have the chance to prove everybody wrong. It's just a matter of whether he's gonna take it or not. Connor, I'm gonna answer your question, and then we're gonna to go to your Mets. That one. Hurts. I do not trust Garrett Cole with a single. <laughs> I don't with anything, nothing. And I'll tell you why. And I'm not saying he's not good or he can't perform well because again, yes, he does have games where he'll strike out 12 to 14 bat. Like he has good games. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not talented as a pitcher. He is. This is the. This is what you asked me. Do I trust him? There is a mm-hmm. big difference between somebody being talented and then me trusting them to like, give me a consistent but, performance. But you like, don't Aaron Ro- like Aaron Rodgers. You don't have a choice. Shut up. Shut up. You I'm talking about Garrett Cole. You have to. No, I don't have to trust him because he's proven, dude, he's, he's proven to me that I can't trust him. Because what are you going to do? Put him in a bullpen? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But, dude, I, I was, at home. Can I say? Right now, I would pitch Nasty Nestor game one before I pitch Cole. What? Oh, I, would pitch, no, I, would pitch, no. I would pitch Nasty Nestor game one in, in, in ALDS before I pitch Garrett Cole. And you're going to tell your $330 million ace. Yes, because he's not worth that amount of money, dude. We're, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell him that because we're paying him nine years, $330 million to, to, to be one of the most, to be our most in terms of how much he's being paid. 
One of our, in terms of our starters, he is more inconsistent than Nestor Cortez is, and you cannot tell me otherwise. Look at the numbers. This year. Look at the games they played. This year, Cole is more yeah. inconsistent. And it's not it's not even a debate. He's more inconsistent. I do not trust Cole to go into a series and lead it off the correct way. After what I saw last year in Boston with him playing terribly against that team, then this series come in again. He had a game against the Blue Jays where literally the, the, the top three in the order, home run, home run, home run. Somehow we still won the game because former Yankee Joey Gallo decided to hit the ball in that game, and we won 8-6. to six. My point is, I am starting Nestor Cortez in whatever series we got to play. He's playing game one. I'm not playing Garrett Cole. I one, can't thing in, one thing in Garrett Cole's defense, he's never pitched a playoff game at Yankee Stadium before. Right. All That's the starts have been on the road. Right. Yeah. You got to give him the ball game one at the stadium. You have to. I, right, if the game I, was on the road, I would maybe agree with you. But you have to just – it's all falling together. You just won the division – you have 50, like you have to, it's just, it's like, you're checking every box. You have your ace on the mound. You're at home. You won the division. You're playing probably a division rival. You have, you have to give your ace. Yeah, but it, it, the thing that I'll say is before, I, I know you got, we have to get to the Mets in a minute, but like in comparison to the other great, like ace, ace pitchers for other playoff teams, even the AL East in general, Connor, you can agree with me. And even Jacob too, I, I, he, you can agree with me. He is by far and away the most inconsistent ace of pretty much any other playoff team right now. Am I wrong? Uh, he, if, not, if not V, he's one of the most inconsistent aces out of any of those guys. I, I would tend to agree, yes. Yeah, like that. that's my thats my only point is to answer the question, I don't trust him. Okay. Peyton, like I know you're obviously a Red Sox fan, but like do you like do you have any? I would start Garrett Cole if he's never started in – in the Yankee stadium before in a playoff game. I That's feel like you don't, you don't, you don't trust him. Yes. But this is the game where if he plays well, all of a sudden everybody trusts him. Right. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden momentum's yeah. catching all of a sudden he's, you know, like, it, it's just like, at least give him a chance. Right. Like if he sucks, he sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I don't know everything about baseball. I don't know much about Garrett Cole or Nestor de Cortez, but again, if you're paying a guy $330 million, he's your ace. I know what that means. And I would say, start him, give him a shot, right? Yeah. If you lose, you lose. Then you can bench him. But at least give him a shot to take it away in the first game. Peyton knows what $330 million means. I do know and what that means. Yep. If, I know that if, number. Yeah, he knows that number and he knows what that carries in any kind of sport if you're getting paid that much fucking money. And if you're getting paid that much money, you need to go out and perform. Hopefully, yep. you can do that in a game, in his first game against Yankee Stadium. Connor. Let's go to a team that actually has uh, a lot of good starting pitchers, consistent ones at <laughs> that. Jacob DeGrom, um, how am I blanking? Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer. there we go. Yeah, Max Scherzer, you have the best closer in baseball on Edwin Diaz. Your, your lineup may not be as good as the Yankees, but the New York Mets, What I'm going to check right now. You might know off the top of your head, how many games ahead are they of the Braves? Like two? A game and a half going into tonight. Game and a half. So their series starts when? This Friday or when, when does it start? Uh, yeah, Friday through Sunday. I was going to say, Atlanta. Friday through Sunday. So what do you – again, take bias out of it. Obviously, we know you're a Mets fan. Mm -hmm. What do you see happening going down the stretch? Like, is that series going to be where the Mets clinch it? Like, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Um, there, There's a scenario. If the Mets go 6-2 and two in their last eight games and win one game in Atlanta, then the division's theirs. They they need to win one out of three against the Braves in, in order to win the division. If, if, if they take care of business against the Nationals and the Marlins before then. Which they should. But, we all assume yes. they should do. Yes, they should. And I I really don't know what's going to happen with this hurricane, if they're going to have to move it to a neutral site. But that could be huge for the Mets because I don't know if actually they would move it to Florida, like play, play in the Marlins Stadium or the or the uh, Rays Stadium. But um, 
I think that the Mets have handled their business all year. The Braves have played like, like really close to 700 ball for most of the year. And the Mets have been out of first place for 12 hours. So um, I trust them. I trust Jake. I trust Max. If they're healthy, the Mets can compete and beat anybody, in my opinion. Connor and Jacob and even Peyton too. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw this question out to all of you. It just popped into my head now, obviously postseason's around the corner. Like we've been, we've been alluding to this entire time. If you had to make a prediction for who is going to be playing in the world series as of this moment, right now, going down the stretch, Connor, I'll go to you first, or actually, you know, I'll give mine first before I go to the three of you. So I truly believe in the NL, I have the Mets going to the world series. I know the Dodgers are the favorites. I know that. But in my opinion, can you remind me if I'm saying his name, Bassett is, the, is your, is your third yeah. guy, right? Okay. Yeah. And he's overperformed this season, honestly, from what I think the Mets were expecting out of him. So when you have the first three guys to put out, and, and we're knocking on wood, nobody gets hurt, obviously. We're assuming health. When you have a, a rotation of DeGrom as your ace, Scherzer, who is like your ace adjacent, who's another ace, but is your second guy. Then you have Bassett. You have a guy like Diaz who can come in and close for you. You have guys like Brandon Nimmo, who is phenomenal in uh, center field. He's a great, he's a great defender out there. Hit the, you can hit the ball decently well. You got Lindor, you got Pete Alonso, you got Starling Marte, who's been good this year as well. I think when it comes down to it, the two things that because I have Mets Dodgers in the NLC, NLCS, it's going to be the Mets pitching and the fact that Walker Bueller is not with the Dodgers for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. I think Walker Bueller being out, like it hasn't hurt them in the regular season because it's the regular season. The Dodgers are they're phenomenal. But correct me if I'm wrong, Connor. The last series the Dodgers and the Mets had, the Mets won that. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, the Mets won two out of three. At, I, it uh, was it was in yeah. L.A. No, or was it was in no, New York? it was in uh, New York. Yeah. Okay. Dodgers will have home field. I think mm-hmm. the Mets get back to the series. Seven years since 2015, they'll get back to it. And in the American League, uh, like it's tough. I so badly, like, you don't understand how badly I want to say, you do understand how badly I want to say the Yankees. Jacob does, obviously, because they need to make it in order to make to, to, to solidify Judge staying with up, with, with the Yankees. He, they need to make the World Series. If they don't make it, there is a large chance he's out the door. A, a very, very good chance. Do, like, um, I, I don't know, because the, like, we are, just, the Yankees are just not... They, they don't play well against the Astros. And the thing is, we Connor, we talked about this like, it was like a, about like a month ago, all of us when we were on the show. We mentioned this. The Astros, they don't hit the ball a lot. They score off home runs late in the game, and they shut you down with pitching. And they've done it to the Yankees every single time they've played this year, pretty much every game. Do I think it's going to change in the postseason? No, I don't. And I, 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 it kills me to say it, but I think the Yankees are going to lose again to the Astros in the ALCS. And I think it's going to be the Astros and the Mets in the World Series. Because I just, and you know, part of me is maybe even doing the thing you were doing, the reverse psychology of, you know what? Say they're going to lose, hopefully they'll win. Obviously, I want them with all my heart to pull out the victory. But mm-hmm. in, in my baseball analysis, I don't think they're going to be able to do it because the Astros, in my opinion, are a better overall team. Pitching, hitting, defensively, I think they're better overall. I think they get it done, and they beat they beat the Yankees again and knock our sorry asses out of the playoffs for a third time in the last like five or six years. But I'll, I'll go to you. I just talked for a while, so I'll go to you, Connor. You know, it's it's really hard to disagree with your pick because if I mean I've I've been saying this for months. If Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer are healthy, they can they can beat anybody. Chris Bassett was a number one 
in Oakland for a long time. Just nobody heard of him because he played on some pretty bad teams and out yeah, on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, that's the A's. Uh, the one issue that I'm worried about with the Mets is their bridge to Diaz. Their middle relief has not been that great. Uh, they have Tyler McGill and Drew Smith coming off of injury to hopefully ease that bridge. They have Adovino, Seth Lugo, those guys. The one thing I could see taking the Mets down, or actually two things, is middle relief and if Lindor and Pete go cold. Because if, you know, their offense has been driven by those two guys all year, Alonzo's got 130 RBIs, which is now the Mets' all-time single-season record. Um, And uh, Lindor has, um, I think, about 25 homers and uh, like 105 RBIs, which is a, a career high for him. The Mets offense goes as they go, and the middle relief pitching is scary. But I I really can see the Mets going to the World Series, and I'm actually going to pick the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know why. I just get October. So you got the Rays and the Mets going to the going going to the uh, playing in the World Series. That's the that, yes. that's the October yeah. classic. That's what you got going. That's what you got mm-hmm. for it. Right. I, honestly, I, I like the pick. I don't I don't mind it. Peyton, I'll go to you, and we're going to finish off with Jacob. Peyton, what would your picks be? I'm going to say Yankees and Mets in the, what's it called? The subway showdown. Subway or, First time or, since 2000, baby. Or the garbage bowl, as some may say. Probably okay. the most anticipated series in New York sports history. Go Mets. That's all I got to say. Can you imagine? I, I, I'm praying. Dude, I, Go I, Mets. Was one, I was saying that earlier in the year. I was like, this is they were the two best teams in baseball for a good while there in the first half of the year. The, the Mets, both of them were better than the Dodgers. The Dodgers picked up steam in the second half, but. Before August, it was looking like a Subway series the whole way there. I don't know if we're going to get it, Peyton. I'm going to pray up and down every single night, get up, and just be like, please, please give us a a Subway series. I got you. Jacob. My heart won't be able to take it. I I can tell you right now. Connor, you won't be able – Jacob and I will be unbearable. You won't be able to be around us. (laughs) You will not be able to handle us. Jacob, you're – Yeah, I think it's it's obviously a real definite possibility. I think that the Dodgers obviously doesn't take much to know that they're the biggest threat to the Mets and the same for the Astros for the Yankees. And I think that it's honestly, I honestly favor them both very similarly. If I think that as of now, if the series is started very soon, I think the Astros and Dodgers would both be about a 55 to 60 and then present chance to win, and then the Yankees and Mets just under 50. I think it's that close. Uh, if I had to predict, just based on statistic-wise, you know, statistic I think one of the two teams will make it. Um, for the sake of us, I'll say that the Yankees will play the Dodgers in the World Series, but I definitely think the Mets can definitely be around. As well. The revenge of Joey Gallo. Can you imagine the Yankees having to go up against Gallo in the World Series? That'd be phenomenal. Like I would love to see that. And the thing is, I feel like the, the the pick the experts are probably going to be making the most is the Astros and the Dodgers, or maybe even a team. like I feel like there are a lot of people out there that would pick the Blue Jays and the Rays to upset New York in the ALDS. Like how, Connor, you're like how you're doing that. I feel like that's not a crazy pick. But for any – like I can, t- I can tell you this. Like, Peyton, you know this, and Jacob and Connor, so do you. Ian is a, like he's a massive baseball guy. 
Every time I've told him I genuinely think the Mets could knock out the Dodgers in seven games, he looks at me like I have like seven heads. Like he's like, dude, like you're you're out of your damn mind. The Dodgers, like if if I go down and read their lineup of like Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, mm-hmm. Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Joey Gallo, Gavin Lux, and Bellinger, a former uh, NL MVP batting ninth in their lineup. Like that's what Ian will use against me and say, listen, like as a devil's advocate kind of thing. Like yes, Bueller's out, but it's almost like. He, he thinks that even with DeGrom and even with Scherzer, guys like that, who is pitching against this kind of lineup that has Bellinger batting ninth, like, like of how deep their lineup is. Connor, like, I'm curious just for you to talk about that because I don't think, like, when's the last time? Like, Dodgers have had a lot of crazy lineups. I think this might be the best we've ever seen in terms of, the, like, of, of how deep they are. Like, of, I just can't believe an NL MVP is batting ninth in this order, or even like eight sometimes. It's they ridiculous. have three MVPs in their lineup right now. It's, it's 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 stupid. I don't understand how like this is like it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, and that and and, yeah. that, and that's where like again that's where I go of just like it it obviously makes sense if you want to go with the Dodgers, but we'll run through it again. Obviously, I have the Astros and the Mets. Connor's got the Mets and the Rays. Little surprise pick there. Peyton's got the Yankees and the Mets Subway Series. What I would like to happen the most, and then Jacob has got the Yankees and the Dodgers. Gallo going up against the Yankees once again. We're going to move thing. on. One, yeah. One, one yeah. thing I want to say real quick: I do not want to downplay the Atlanta Braves. They've haunted me my entire life. Yeah, they're, this, be they're in there. Yeah. I just, I just, I just wanted to get that in because, and that, that's that's a. I'll, I'll kind of go off of that. It's a good thing because the, them and the, the thing is, the Mets, their best case scenario is winning the division. Because then they yeah. avoid both. Because then the Braves and Dodgers beat up on each other before mm-hmm. the NLCS. Yeah. So that that they have to for their for their best chances if they don't clinch, I probably won't go with them. I'm picking them in the mindset of they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win the division. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where kind of my head is at. But we'll go away from baseball. We'll keep an eye on things as the season comes to a close and keep you guys updated on the next few episodes. But baseball, sorry, not baseball, basketball and hockey. Well, hockey's in preseason right now. The Rangers are playing at this moment. Hockey, and this is where Payne's going to give his expertise. Hockey and basketball are on the rise. They're coming back. It's going to be some. It's going to be crazy. Basketball specifically for me is going to be nuts. But Payton, I'm going to go to you first. Hockey. What are your? Okay, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go with this one first. Yes. Teams that you look at as the top of the top, the teams that going into this season you look at and go, yeah. Oh. Right, right Hold on. Right. I mean, I mean, you obviously have Colorado. Colorado's a must. Um, yep. I would say Carolina is a massive team. Yep. Still, the, still the Rangers. Still the mm-hmm. Rangers because you of Shesterkin, hundred percent. Other than that, I mean, the Lightning. So I see a Lightning, Hurricanes, Colorado, mm, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Yeah. still be around. Pittsburgh still around. In terms of teams that I, I want to talk about that aren't in the top. I don't mean to jump topics. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Go, go off to what you want. Yeah. Say what you want the, to say. the two teams that I would be watching out for most closely would be the Ottawa senators and the Columbus blue jackets. Yes. Prize um, teams like, yes, yes. The senators pick up the Brinkett and Giroux, which is just an absolute huge pick. And then obviously I think where's Huberto who goes in the, on the flames, the flames, yeah. is another team Johnny so Hockey's go, on in Columbus. Exactly. So I go Columbus, Calgary, and Ottawa because of the additions they've made and still strong goaltending on all ends of those teams make them decent contenders and definitely dark horses for this season. Um, but again, Colorado is still the best by far, in my opinion. Tampa's right Gorgiev there. starting goalie now. Gorgiev starting goalie in, in Colorado? I think so. Don't say that. Are you serious? No. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, geez, I think he is. All right. Well, I, I mean, in terms of offensive firepower, Colorado's number one with Gorgiev starting in goalie. That definitely shakes things up. Where's Kemper now? Is he in Detroit or no? Where is he? Tell me. I don't know. 
I gotta look that up. No, don't worry. Look it up. You but yeah, up. Peyton, I You're wanted good. to ask you real quick. Sorry, with the Avalanche, McKinnon getting his deal that he got, becoming the highest paid player. It was the highest. So paid worth player, it, ever, right? Yeah. Is so that worth he, it. he deserves that deal? Like, talk yeah. about. 12.5 million average. I don't know how many years he's got on his deal. I'm assuming it's seven to eight. It was eight, it was eight years for like a hundred. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, a hundred percent deserving. One of the fastest, strongest, hardest working guys in the league. Um, Just not enough to say about Nathan McKinnon in terms of skilled players in the league. It goes Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon. I don't care what the order is. Most people would put McDavid first and then Crosby McKinnon's kind of a toss up, but McKinnon's definitely worth 12.5 million a year. Not a shadow of a doubt. I mean, he won the team a cup last year. If you have McKinnon and McCarr locked up, I, I, again, I, I know Gorgiev's in goal. I really don't care who's in goal. If you have McKinnon and McCarr locked up there, you have a decent chance of making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, Peyton, who's a team that didn't make? Sorry, Connor, you can go. On, I'll let you go in a second. What is there a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that you see as like maybe not a surefire like they're going to make it this year? But is there one team that didn't make it last year that the you Senators, have, Senators, the Senators, the Senators, hundred percent. Yep, the is it, is it because of what they did in the draft, free agency. Like, what what was it about it? It was free agency. Giroux and Debrinket. I mean, Debrinket. They stole Debrinket's. I think honestly, a top ten winger in the league. I think he has the potential to be top five. He's still young. Giroux's obviously old, but he brings a lot of veteran experience to that team that they needed, especially a center down the middle. It's just a massive addition. So yeah, I would go. The Senators. Are, I don't know if the did the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? I don't know. The, all right, yeah. Then I'd go Senators or Blue Jackets, and and it's both because of the additions and free agency. The Blue Jackets only added Freddie or Johnny Goudreau, who's probably better than Giroux or Debrinkat on their own. But mm-hmm. for me, the thing about Columbus that makes me so intrigued is the pairing of Goudreau and Line. Because I think Patrick Line still has top five scoring potential in the league. I think he's just kind of lost it these last few years. But I think the addition of Goudreau and his ability to play make is going to reopen Line's scoring ability and really blow the doors open for this Columbus team. As well as Merz Lincoln's at goal, I think yeah. is a very good shout. And I think he has the ability to be a top 10 goalie. So. Connor, who would you say in terms of the uh, Eastern Conference? Are the Rangers the top? The, the, the should, should they be the favorites to get out of the Eastern Conference this year? Mm, That's I mean, tough. It, it is really tough. I think it's going to be them and the Lightning again, just because Vasilevsky and Igor are just top yeah. two goalies in the league. It'll probably be them for the Vesna again, too, battling those yeah. two. Yes. But, you know, another team that, you know, to watch out for to uh, come back and make the playoffs, the Islanders. I mean, Whoa. they. Oh. They, yeah, dude, they, they were ravaged by COVID early in the year. They didn't have home for the first 20 games. They made the big coaching of uh, trots. They, they still have some really talented players, and they have Elias Sorokin in that, who's another great young goalie. So just watch out for them to sneak into the playoffs. Sorokin, Sorokin is probably the dark horse for Vesna if you had to pick one. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't even know if it's a dark horse yeah. at this point. He's a great goaltender. Most people know. Last Top three, thing he could be. Yeah, last thing for hockey I want to do before we get into some NBA stuff like preseason. Jacob, are the Avalanche, in terms of the entire NHL, coming off of their Stanley Cup win, they have to be the favorites going into this year, right? Preseason favorites, you'd say? I mean, I would say so. Uh, you know, if it was different circumstantial circumstance-wise go, with the goalie change, in going to Georgiev, you have to remember, Kemper wasn't superb either. So I don't think it's enough of a drop-off to make that big of a difference for their team. And we obviously know skater-wise, they're a lot better than anybody else. So I would say they have to be the favorites, um, yeah, especially yeah. at least from their conference. Yeah, well, yeah, because I feel like they, the East is a little bit stronger than the West going into this I year. Would say, I would agree. It is. it is. Yeah, the East is definitely stronger. 
Um, yeah, so there's going to be, again, it's probably going to be some of the similar teams that we've seen being at the top, and we'll see maybe a few newcomers like Peyton mentioned. But going to the NBA, we got the last five minutes. We're going to dedicate it to NBA basketball coming back in about, um, uh, what, what are we talking about here, Connor, like a week or so, a little bit less than, or sorry, not a yeah. week, a, month, a little bit less than a month. Mm-hmm. You got like, like three, 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 two and a half weeks left. So I want to go over some of the Eastern Conference teams that I, I've looked at and kind of thought, all right, these will be some of the top teams in the East. The Miami Heat, I think, are going to have a little bit of a drop-off comparatively to some of the other teams. I think that, obviously, we got to talk about the Celtics and Ime Udoka as well. That was just terrible, the fact that uh, I know, Peyton, that, that that probably hurts having to go over. Let again. a dog eat. Let a dog eat, oh, cuz. dude. Listen, he – Straight up. Let him right, eat, bro. Peyton, come no, on, bro. Just, it was an unfortunate situation <laughs> with Udoka, but their, their head coach is done for the year. I like listen. Why? Why is he done? Why? Because, do you, he, okay, he because, do? because he had sexual what was it? A sexual relationship <laughs> with, a, with a worker with the Celtics, and he beat any consensual. Fight. That's pretty okay, savage, honestly. Shit was consensual, bro. I understand, dude, but, but okay, but between that and beating up civilians for showing them like a TikTok video of the Celtics, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, he, dude, he assaulted multiple people because they showed him a TikTok video of this kid <laughs> making fun of the Celtics loss. <laughs> Like, wow. I, come on. That's what you get because he's a Celtic through and through. He bleeds green. Yeah, okay. Listen, you can bleed. You don't, uh, yeah, don't make others bleed on the sidewalk. You can bleed green. You don't got to yeah, beat that's, other that's, people that's pretty, up. Like, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Listen, yeah. So combined with those two, he's he's out for the year. I forget uh, who they have as the interim head coach, but they brought up one of their assistants. Brad Stevens. No, he's dude. He's GM now. He's not there. I wish. <laughs> I, 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 want, I wanted him to step down. Uh, yeah, obviously you'd love that. I mean, that would be the, the ideal dream scenario. Yes. Yeah, dream scenario. Yeah, outside of Udoka. But Boston's still going to be a top team. I know Udoka's not going to be there, but with the talent they have, Tatum, Jalen Brown, they got Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. They got Danilo Gallinari in the offseason. They have Horford. Rob Williams is going to be hurt to start the year, but he'll be back healthy towards the middle of the season. They are – They and Mark, I didn't even mention Marcus Smart. He's probably – he might be – Say it how it is, baby. He Say might it how even it be is. A, he might even be a bench player with how good their starting starting unit is. But the Celtics are going to be there. Milwaukee, obviously. You got uh, Atlanta with DeJounte Murray. You got the Chicago Bulls with Lonzo. Go New York. Nah, yeah, nah, go New York. Go New York. Go New York. We're not talking about the Knicks. Go New York. Go. They'll be in the mix with Atlanta. No, they won't. No, no they, they won't. won't. Are you out of your not. mind? No, they I don't even not. believe that. I think yeah. they can win more games than Atlanta. Get out what? More games? Not than uh, no. Listen, we are not wasting our final like however many minutes left on the day on the fucking Knicks. Two and a half. He's stirring the pot. That's all. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers too. We got to mention Donovan Mitchell's there, obviously. The Eastern No, I don't even want to hear that name. What do you mean? No one cares. (laughs) Oh yeah, you got. Oh yeah, sorry. uh, Yeah, again, bitter Knicks fans. Whatever. What an embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the Eastern Conference the is going to be stacked, is my yeah. point. Oh it's going to be yeah. stacked. Oh, like, you, got, yeah. you got like seven or eight teams that could legitimately fight towards like the middle and the top of the uh, um, the Eastern Conference. That's going to be tough. The Western Conference, however, is a different story. The Warriors, the Grizzlies are there. Like, you know, there, there are a few teams. Utah's falling off. Denver's going to be there. I'm not sure. Even Phoenix. We don't know how good Phoenix is going to be. Yeah. If you had to make your prediction for who will be the best team in the Eastern Conference and the West. I'll go through each of you real quick. Connor, best team, in number one team in the East, number one team in the West. Go real quick. I believe it'll be Milwaukee and Golden State. Boring. Right. Peyton, what do you have? Boston and Dallas. Same nice. ones this I picked to be Dallas. in the NBA championship. He had New Orleans winning. Luka! He had Dallas, he had Dallas in the finals last year. Oh, right, Luka look. for MVP as well. That's That I could see happening. Jacob, Eastern and Western Conference winners, who you got? All right, I'm going to Orlando. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, you <laughs> got me. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm wearing brown pants. 
I think the East could be. I think Milwaukee's a safe pick, but I think that we might we might get surprised, and I think Philly could make a run for it. I really do. I, I, I see. I could see that. Ring the bell. I I, I really I really do believe that. And in the West, I mean, how could we? How, how could you possibly say a bad thing about Golden State? I mean, hey, what hey, is this? What Dallas. is there to be said? There's Dallas, you know, there's Dallas. They're good. No, I yeah, got, Dallas. I got, I got to throw in my T wolves, guys. Like, I, we, I don't know, Gobert, Towns, got to throw in the T wolves, man. Throw them for what? Eight seed? Again? <laughs> what eight seed? You? Do, I, what did I'm he like, say last? What did he say last year? We don't have time to get into this, but Stop I have. Listen, my T wolves. Listen, <laughs> maybe they go 44 and 38. <laughs> my T wolves are gonna be in there, baby. Just wait for it. Minnesota's gonna be there, but. We had a great show. We had a lot of topics to cover. We couldn't do like a lot of everything. We had to split it up, but so much stuff was going on. It's a great time for sports. Guys, go follow us on Instagram at TCHT underscore podcast. We post updates, clips of our show, all different stuff. You can follow us on there. Go on Twitter. Follow us at TCHT underscore podcast one. Follow us on both our socials. All of our socials are down below. Link in the description. Thank you guys so much for watching another great episode of The Cold Hard Truth. We'll see you guys next week.